Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. It's Tuesday, 27th August, 2019. And earlier this month, Little Chicago Comedy in Sheffield, UK, celebrated its first anniversary. This small, welcoming indie night has grown considerably and had me wondering, what does make a good indie night? And what do you get out of doing something that isn't connected to an established improv theatre or school? Charlie and Joe set up Little Chicago Comedy together, so... I wanted to know what they wanted it to be when they started. It was being able to make it really open, really friendly, and basically just allowing anyone that called anything they did improvised, uh, whatever their show was or their group was, that as long as they could reasonably fit it into somewhere up to an hour, that we would sort of have them on and, and we wanted to see what they had to offer, kind of. Thing. I think the only other limit we put on Little Chicago is that we we tend to keep it comedy because yeah. there are other more experimental groups that we think are amazing. But because we've had so many comedy groups, one after the other, eventually the audience come in with a sense of expectation. Yeah. Um, and I think while to a certain extent, the freedom is absolutely amazing after a certain amount of time, there's expectations on what people expect to get out of the evening. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. I uh, I nearly missed this because my phone did updates overnight, so my alarm didn't go off this morning. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, um, would you like a coffee? Uh, yeah. Sam Irving runs a similar night to Sheffield's Little Chicago in London. So I perform in London with a group called Other People's Children, um, and we've been running a night for a while now. Right now, we are running it completely indie, no affiliation, uh, just in the room above a pub in Kentish Town. We call it Fiverr and Frazzles, cost a fiver to get in. You get a packet of Frazzles uh, when you come in, which are bacon flavour crisps for any international <laughs> listeners who uh, who uh, might not be familiar with the Frazzle. Um, and, and delicious. Oh yeah, they're very, very good and suitable for vegetarians and I think vegans, so uh, anyone can experience the joy of Frazzles next time you're in the UK. But yeah, literally I think that was just because we popped across to the Iceland supermarket across the road from the pub. And they had them eight packets for a pound, so we figured, right, that's a, a good pool to get people in that isn't going to uh, cost too much out of our ticket takings. 
And yeah, we've been running that for a while now, just in the room above a pub. We have to do all the setup ourselves, move all of the chairs around and set up the curtains and everything. But uh, yeah, we don't pay anything for the room. But Indie Nights aren't the exclusive preserve of the UK. My name is Monika Ozdarska and I live in Warsaw. I do improv since eight years and uh, I'm quite um, connected to Warsaw community, improv community. So we're talking about independent nights. By that we mean nights that are organised, that aren't necessarily connected to a big theatre or a big school or organisation. Can you tell me about a night that you're connected with? Yes, this is a, a place which we call it Centralna Spółdzielnia Komediowa, which is like a um, place where f- around four or five groups is working together. So we, we found a place which is um, nice to us and give us a for free a space where we can perform with few groups. So mainly this is a, a place for, for improv, but we have also stand-up and we perform there as a few groups for uh, every week, three, four times on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays evenings. And uh, what kind of space is it? I mean, I know certainly in the UK and the US, it's it's often a bar or a pub that has like a room upstairs or out the back, something like that. Um, What kind of space are you using? Yeah, this is a similar thing. It's a place which is, uh, uh, is a bar which uh, one of our colleagues found out that there is a space uh, underground which looks really like a theater. So it's pretty beautiful space because it's for 60 people and it has uh, black walls and nice curtains and uh, uh, like cinema chairs. So it really looks like a little theater. Back to Sam in London, whose venue is anything but a theater space. Um, We've got it set up very very uh, independently uh, it is not a theatre space in the slightest armchairs, fireplace in the corner, little wooden round tables so a lot of shifting heavy furniture um, sometimes we have to move curtains from one window to another window uh, literally lifting the rail off the, cur- the pull off the curtain rail and moving it to a different window because uh, there's bits of the room which are we've got shut off kind of like a green room space um, which don't need to be blacked out with the curtains uh, in the evening and then we have other windows which we really do need so that we have any semblance of a blackout uh, in the room Uh, so there's a lot of setup involved but the show tends to run really nicely Jonathan Pitts is an improviser who lives in Chicago and travels the world teaching and performing he's the director of Chicago Improv Productions We caught up with each other while trying to shelter from a downpour of rain earlier this month, and I asked him about his favourite indie nights. Uh, Probably right now in Chicago, the most famous sort of alternative uh, theatre is a thing called The Shithole, which is, uh, they've been around for, gosh, they've been around for six, seven, eight years now. Uh, And the last couple of years of the Chicago Improv Festival, I partnered up with them so that we could have uh, shows, Chicago Improv Festival shows at the shithole. The way the shithole works is that they do two shows a week and they don't advertise except for their email address. And you have to email them asking for permission to attend the show. And then they give you permission to attend the show, depending upon how many people are there. Uh, in their tickets or or how many people they think they can fit in and then at that point if you're accepted you're sent an address and that address is where the show will be and those uh, uh, sometimes they've been in basements sometimes they've been in garages sometimes they've been in warehouses that is awesome 
I love the idea of uh, of that. Just because, I mean, that sounds underground. That sounds yes. independent to me. And when you have that, everybody who plays there is so much more committed to taking risks. Because that's not the place. If you're performing, if you're performing in a garage, you don't want to sit there and do the same thing that everyone else is doing. You want to, you know, and and especially if you're in front of, and they draw pretty good crowds, but, you know, because it doesn't really cost much except for donation to go see it, but if you're in front of 25, 30 people in a garage, you really want to take a risk because where else can you to that degree? Especially because it's your chance to really explore what you're doing with the work rather than exploring, expanding your reputation. Concentrating on the work is a huge advantage of an indie night, but nonetheless, you still need some sort of audience to perform to. One year in, how have Charlie and Joe in Sheffield, UK, built up their night? We sort of built it initially from people in Sheffield who were already kind of improv people. And it's kind of just grown a little bit from there. People that turned up on a whim have come back. People have kind of told their, their sort of mates about it. So it, it's quite nice. I guess it's often, it's mostly 50-50, uh, the classic audience that yeah. we expect, people we know, probably people we perform with at various different times, and then people who have sort of stumbled upon it. Um, and definitely. And I think the other factor is that we engage as much as possible with the actual um community of, of improvisers already in Sheffield so that's through part like you say the group that we work with strike comedy we we engage with them but additionally we go and attend other events where we can and we promote other events that we can so that people identify us as this supportive community um group that yeah. will try and uh, support improv and in return hope that improv supports us so that when people are asked what's that you know what improv is going on in Sheffield our name comes to mind and it seems the situation is similar in Warsaw Poland according to Monica uh, the challenge is uh, for sure always the the audience and building a community because the other two places which are known in Warsaw as as uh, improv spaces one was the first one, so it's quite big already after five, six years um, uh, doing improv. Uh, and the other the other one is connected to improv school. So, of course, they have also their own audience, which is coming from the people they teach. We don't have an improv school. So we, we, uh, we are based and our audience is based on our audience. So, so we have uh, people who come there, which are our... Uh, our audience, we built it through the last years we performed. And each group has their own audience. So now together, this is the advantage building this in uh, with, uh, with, uh, with the other groups that um, we can um, advertise other groups. And uh, yeah, it, we can advise uh, to to people to come to other shows, and uh, yeah, it's a building building a community in the space, not only as a as a one group, but with few groups together. So that's for sure stronger, being stronger. These nights are clearly popular around the world and take many forms. I asked Sam of Other People's Children what the advantages of running his own night were. So I think the, there's two big advantages for us. Uh, the first advantage is that we can structure it however we like. So, uh, and we can even 
kind of adapt that on the fly a little bit. So as I say, we will usually run a 25 minute set, uh, but if we want to run longer, then we can run longer. Uh, and we don't have to worry about the person on the tech, you know, flashing a red light in her eyes or blacking out in the middle of a really emotionally climactic scene or... Uh, and it means we can give the guest groups a little bit longer as well because often uh, if they're being booked for nights at theatres they'll be booked for a 15 or 20 minute spot we can give them a, a kind of a loose 25 and again let them run a little bit longer if we've got uh, the, if they've got a really good momentum going and we think there's a good climactic point coming up we'll let them find that point um, I think the other big advantage for us is that we have absolutely no limit in who we can book uh, when we've uh, done shows that have been affiliated with theatres we have been you know somewhat limited in who we can book uh, so we, you can't book anyone who's performing at that theatre within a week of the show you can't book anyone um, uh, we've we've been told before that we can't book anyone who has their own night or who runs a free improv night in London because then that means that they're not going to be bringing in a paid crowd if they could be seen for free on a in a different night in a different theatre we have complete freedom anyone that we think are a great improv group or if we've got friends who've just started a new improv group and want a space to try stuff out we can book them without having to run it by anybody what would you say are the disadvantages of of having an indie night if you're performing at an improv theatre or a, or any other performance space if it's a, an off west end space or a black box theatre generally they'll have their own website with a shows on here listing you know people might be browsing that to find stuff in their area they might have a mailing list they'll definitely have a facebook page or a facebook group uh, that they'll be sharing out to people who've seen stuff there before um, and also people will just walk in off the street to a known improv theater if they want to see some improv they'll be like oh, i know there's something on uh, there on a thursday night on a wednesday night um, for us we're in a space which isn't a performance space as i say it's yoga and jazz um, people aren't going in there to find a comedy show or a theatre show um, so we have to do the push they let us put posters up and leave flyers around the venue of course but uh, all of the social media all of the you know listing on uh, on ticket websites we have to do all of that ourselves um, so that's a big disadvantage as I say again it's not a theatre space the acoustics aren't perfect there's no lighting rig whatsoever we've got two photography lamps which uh, two of the members of the group are photographers they kindly brought in and uh, they'll take them home when they need them but otherwise we can leave them in, the, in a cupboard in the space set up these two photography lamps they don't match either they, they look completely different um, but give a vaguely similar light off set one of those up at either end of the stage we've got a, uh, an extension cord connecting both of those and then another extension cord connecting them to a plug at the back of the room and then one of us usually me will sit at the back of the room next to the door and whenever there's a good blackout point i'll just unplug the lighting rig and plug it back in again uh, there's not even a switch on the socket so i have to unplug it and plug it back in again uh, but you know that's something we've learned across the course of doing it as well the first time we did it we just didn't have a blackout you know we tried doing it with rising music because we've got music that we can play through the room uh, although again no soundboards there's a volume knob in the corner so you can turn it up and down um, or mute it um, but yeah we tried doing a kind of a, an auditory blackout we were like yeah we'll just we'll play the music really loud when we want you to leave the stage it's not quite as smooth as it and or we've told people to cut their own show but then they have to be really aware of the time you know me flashing a torch at the back of the room and again I don't want to be the person doing that uh, so yeah this we kind of MacGyvered this rig together and it, it works, you know, it, it, it works well um, and it's enough of a lighting state change that it is kind of clear to the audience and the performers that that's a blackout and that's the end of the show. Strike, the house team at Little Chicago Comedy, have been part of the night since it began in Sheffield. So, one year in, 
What's changed for Charlie and Joe since they started doing a monthly night? Well, we we sort of, um, towards our kind of year anniversary of, of Little Chicago, the comedy night, we've kind of moved the Little Chicago name into what we're now sort of calling it as uh, comedy productions. Um, so we've kind of made it more of an umbrella sort of group where we sort of produce the comedy night. Um, our two prof, Long Boy and the Noise, is sort of under under its label, which is weird in a way because we're the label yeah. and we're Long Boy and the Noise. We're, we're, just, we're managing ourselves. We're managing ourselves. <laughs> what we really liked that Little Chicago as a comedy night represented that kind of uh, something Sheffield-based but that um, kind of celebrated improv across the board in sort of the UK. We wanted to kind of make Little Chicago comedy productions represent the same. So... Yeah. Providing like a kind of uh, a group that we could then offer to other people to help produce their shows, even if it was just using kind of our platform a little bit to to sort of promote things on social media or collaborations with people. So I guess it already sort of has grown a little bit. Yeah, Little Chicago is more the 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 label that we put onto anything that me and Charlie work on, Uh, and as we go forward anything that we decide to pick up as new projects. I know that we've got ideas for another jam, we've got ideas for a new group, but everything that we do will be Little Chicago Presents, dot, 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 as it were. There's no one sort of indie night. Jonathan Pitts has travelled the world seeing a number of them. One of my favourite independent shows is actually in Bangalore, India. And there is a uh, improv group there called Improv Comedy Bangalore. But even though they had the name comedy in their name, uh, they have like an improv manifesto that they've created. And uh, their second largest, because uh, it's all different sizes, different things. And yes, and of course, is the biggest thing on the poster. The second biggest is it's more important to be sincere than it is to be funny. They're much more interested in energy and what things reveal about humanity and what things, you know, the work that's being done, how much it reveals the human nature, the humanity, the same source of growth and transformation that we all go through. So they have different groups performing different shows, but they have a different focus with how they're working. And both they and their audience have that same shared appreciation. Listening to what you've just been saying I can't help but think that there might be something connected to detachment from outcome because you were talking about the improv group in Bangalore who have it that sincerity is more important than trying to be funny and yet they are a comedy improv group they create comedy it's just that they're not trying to hit those comedic points all the time equally you've spoken about the fact that there are a lot of independent nights that have become uh, established and you know have become established theatres despite the fact that actually most independent nights are focused on the fact that they are you know building the work rather than reputation is it the fact that a good independent night focusing on the work rather than reputation may end up, um, as a result of their good work, building a reputation yes. uh, anyway? Absolutely, yes. And that becomes like the byproduct of it. Like if you and I are improvising a scene together, Lordy, our job is to connect with each other and to listen and respond to each other and to give and take and to build off of what we're doing. And if we become engaged in what we're doing, we become engaging. And if we're engaging, the audience is engaged. Our job is to keep discovering the now, and their job as the audience is to interpret whatever they're experiencing. 
So whatever they're experiencing is the byproduct that they get to create as an audience, whereas what we're creating is what we're just creating and discovering together. Same thing with a good indie night. If you find different ways of exploring things and creating things, you may end up getting a really good reputation out of it as a byproduct of it, but not because that's what you're aiming towards. Because what you're aiming towards is having a chance to turn the indie night into your own discovery lab. You know, I guess indie nights do for improv ensembles and duos what sort of open mic nights can do for stand-up comics. On the next Improv Chronicle podcast. When I first moved to Cape Town in 2005, there was one improv troupe. Um, it was a theater sports group. And uh, they had like workshops a couple times a year to get new members. And that was kind of it. How do you make improv when there are hardly any improvisers in town? In our next episode, you'll hear from people who've managed to improvise despite an almost complete improv void in their city. The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and presented by me, Lloydy James Lloyd. Please subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app. And if you have an idea for a possible episode, get in touch via our website, improvchronicle.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.